All right, well, let's jump in. Yeah, go for it. I feel like we need to have a little jingle, like, okay, let's jump in, and then like have a jingle, and then go in. You're speaking <laughs> a love language of mine. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're the one with the question. You're the one that came up with the topic. Okay, so I don't have a specific question. We're just learning more about covenant, <laughs> but specifically today, it's more so covenant with people, because we know we are supposed to be in covenant with God, and that will mm -hmm. play a part in it, I'm sure, and that will help clarify covenant with people, for sure. But specifically on the um, in the vein <laughs> of covenant with people is what um, I wanted to ask about today and learn more about. So if you guys have questions, put them in the comments. But you had some really good questions. Let's look at those. <laughs> well, first, before we like talk about covenant, it would probably be good to explain what covenant is. Yes, it would. <laughs> So covenant is a type of relationship, like you can see it discussed in the word, that's an unending like contract almost between between two people or two parties or in the word when you see it discussed, like when God and Abraham were in covenant with one another, um, it was a, a promise that both sides had. When we discussed blood covenant here at Impact University, basically these two parties would come into agreement that said, I I pledge myself, everything I have, to you. My possessions yeah. are your possessions. What I have is yours. Who I am, it's yours. Both sides came into agreement. And back then, they would literally cut the, like their hands or their arms or something like that, put them together, and like come into a blood covenant with they one would another. Mingle their blood together. Yes. Yeah. And then let's say that pastor and 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 pastor, then. Then they would do something. Sometimes they would put like gunpowder on it. They would put dirt it. in it. Um, they would litter. What that would do is it would cause a scar that they could look at that mm -hmm. would remind them of their covenant. So it would. They wanted it to mark. Yeah. So it could. It was be also a like a symbol of um, of like power too, right? To yeah. be able to say, "I have, I have all these covenants." Yeah. If they have multiple covenants. Yeah. 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 There's a story of. Uh, of a guy that was being attacked, and he literally had was in covenant with so many different tribes, and he raised his arms, right, kind of like raising holy hands, showing that we are in covenant with Christ. Yeah, yeah, ding, 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 and uh, oh, 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 all right, and so then, <laughs> but literally, he showed the covenant, all the covenant scars that he had. And the people that were attacking him went away because they understood that if they kill this man, every one of these covenant people is coming after them. Yeah. And he had so many, they knew they were doomed. If they touch him, they were doomed because he was in covenant with so many people. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's a different depth of relationship. Like it's. Yeah. Well, it's, I think one of the important things to understand is that. It's not that we can't break covenant. Obviously, man can break covenant, but what we're supposed to do is take into the heart that it, we're supposed to take the heart of covenant with us, that it can't be broken. Mm -hmm. So when they would mingle blood, how could you ever separate that again? It wasn't possible to separate. I could see maybe where somewhere in the future in technology you could separate the blood yeah. out again. But it's not, I don't think it's possible today, and yeah. it definitely wasn't possible then. It was, to them, an impossibility to ever separate. They were forever uh, in covenant relationship. That yeah. was what that symbolized. 
And so covenant is not something that you enter into lightly. You should not enter covenant lightly because it should be to us in our heart a forever choice. Yeah. A forever choice. That's the way it should be with marriage. That's one of the problems that we've actually seen in marriage is because people have not chosen to be in covenant. They've chosen to be in lust, basically. And so yeah. it's like yeah. they're going after what their flesh wants, but there's no spiritual and heartfelt covenant backing that decision. And it's one of those things where we should we should approach it in this way. Once I enter into this covenant, I can never backtrack from it. Now, it's not that people can't backtrack from it. It's that we should carry that heart yeah. into it and through it. That's And that's who God is. God is of a covenant heart. He's a forever covenant God. That's yeah. who he is. So if you think about it, the more we become like God, the more we will become covenant people. Yeah. And covenant people... Uh, don't don't break ties. Covenant people don't burn bridges. Covenant yep. people don't just uproot themselves because it got hard. Yep. Covenant people are there for the long haul. They're forever people. And the more we become like God, the more we'll be like that. And so it's very important for us to see that and understand that. I've found that in those covenant fellowships and covenant relationships, you actually... Uh, that's some of the strongest things that happens yeah. in the kingdom of God. That's some of the strongest relationships, impartations. And truthfully, I believe that you can't fulfill your destiny without those covenant yeah. relationships in your life because it's out of those relationships that impartation happens. Like I'm thinking about Brother Tracy right now. Mm -hmm. Without a covenant relationship with him where God joined us together uh, him as a mentor and, and a superior in my life and his impartation, I know. I, I already There's already things I've already accomplished through that relationship I could not have accomplished without his covenant fellowship. Yeah. I could not have done it. And that's the role of it. And I'll, you know, I'll be that, hopefully be that person for somebody else. You know, and those people will be that person for somebody else. But that's, I'm, I'm convinced that without covenant fellowships, we will not accomplish what we're called to do because God has designed that in his character and nature for us to be like that as well. Yeah. Okay. So okay. are you ready to hop into some questions? Sure. Okay, you guys put your questions in too, and we will seek to get them answered. So in no particular order. Um, are there any automatic covenants, like being a part of a church body? Is there anything that you're automatically a part of, or is it a heart decision? Well, it's just like, you know, being in a garage doesn't make you a car. So a covenant to me is a heart decision. I don't think there's anything that's, automatic it's a choice because covenant would be based off of love love is what is eternal so a, a proper covenant relationship is going to be based out of love and love is a committed choice right um so you're not going to enter into covenant property with uh, properly without uh being in love, and you're not going to move in love without making a choice and a commitment in that way. So I don't think that it's automatic where it just happens. You can be in positions where it's easy because God's ordained it, Yeah. but that doesn't mean that you have to choose it or accept it. So 
the reason I asked that one in particular is... It'd be better if you said the reason you asked that before you asked me the question. Well, that's okay. That's a great answer. And that answers, that answers that question. But what I was thinking of in my head is, for me in particular, I'm planted in this body. Yeah. So I've made a choice that I like. this is my house. Like This is my place of worship. So how I've at least viewed it in the past is whomever's here... They're a part of like a. I I feel a covenant with them as a part of the covering. Yeah, sure. But if they yeah. if they haven't chosen to be in covenant with me, is it right for me to view it that way? You know what I mean. Like if someone hasn't. Well, you should. You know, like God did. God gave a covenant to all of mankind. Without mankind, it he went through and he passed between the pieces in Genesis 15. Even though he put Abraham or Abram at that point, I think it was. He put him to sleep. So Abram didn't actually make covenant with God. God made covenant with him. That was all uh, not, it was unconditional on Abraham's part. God said, I'm going to uphold my end of the covenant whether you do or not. Yeah. So it's right for us to actually give covenant. You know, if we're following that example, there's moments where we will give covenant when other people don't. That is how I view the church. I'm going to love you and support you for the rest of your life. If if the Lord has brought us in, if he's brought you and planted you in here, and I've had people that have that have actually come in, left, I'm keep loving on them and they've come back, you know, and they see you you loved on us the whole time and, yeah. and I treated them the same way. That's what covenant does. That's one of the powers of covenant is it it relays the love of God uh, to a person that that's in need of that. That's what covenant does. So in terms of automatic, it's still not automatic because you made a choice to do that. Uh, But are there people that you should be looking at with a covenant heart, like in terms of fellowship in a church body? I think so, because you're in that body, then you should, you know, give, give access to them in that way. That doesn't mean that you, um, that doesn't mean that you trust them in everything that they do. Like, I'm in covenant with you, so I'm going to give you, you know, my. you decide to come to church, and uh, you're a serial killer, so I'm going to give you my child so you can watch over them. Right. Like, that's not what we're talking about. That That's ignorance, and that's, yeah. that's just because you're in covenant with someone. Like, think about that. When God cut covenant with Abraham, he was literally saying, I will bless every single person down through the line. Even the people that were going to be sinners, he was going to bless it. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. He was given a blessing that was there for all people. But that doesn't mean that he's giving responsibility to a great sinner who's an enemy of God to oversee his people. Right. Right? So the covenant was giving, uh, not necessarily empowering that person, if that makes sense. So. Uh, yeah, I would say that it's still not automatic, but there are people that the Lord will connect you with that you need to be in a, have a covenant heart towards. Okay. I, did you have anything? I had like a follow-up no, to no, that. Your questions are great. You just keep asking your questions. Marky told me privately, she's like, I just want to listen. <laughs> I want to learn today. Hi, guys. I'm here just to listen. <laughs> like, so with that example of the serial killer, obviously you're not going to leave your child with the serial killer. So are there different levels of covenant? Or is it just like you love someone? So 
like you've said before, if you love someone, you don't love them 85%. If I say I love you, then I genuinely love you. Is there levels of covenant in that way? <laughs> I was watching a comedian the other day. He said, I find it really funny when there's awkwardness, and, and, uh, and that's funny to him. And, uh, well... You know, I'm just allowing you to meditate on your own question. <laughs> There's. I wanted to think of ones I had, but also ones I thought people may have too. Yeah, well, I think that, are there levels of covenant? Well, is I think that's pretty simply asked. Is there a different level of covenant between a man and a wife? Um, or pretty simply answered. Is there a level of covenant between a man and a wife and you, a man and everybody else? Yeah, I think there's different levels of that covenant. Um, is there, um, but when it comes to the giving side of covenant, it's basically uh, I'm giving to you unconditionally uh, in terms of not necessarily that you deserved it, but I'm giving to you and I will be there for you. That doesn't mean that, for example, a man who doesn't work doesn't eat. I'm not going to, covenant is going to give you love not necessarily a handout. Mm -hmm. So I'm not giving to you unconditionally. I'm going to give you money no matter what. That's not what is going to happen. Um, Because now you're enabling the sin in that way. So I'm not giving in that way. What I'm saying is I will be there for you, and I'll teach you how to not walk in that sin and how to do what you need to do so that that's what covenant does. Covenant doesn't give the person what their flesh wants. Covenant gives them what God wants. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so you're looking at, can there be different levels of that? Well, sure, there's different levels of um, commitment to one another. Like with a man and a woman, when they become husband and wife, they, the Bible literally says they become, the two become one flesh. They become one flesh. So this is part of the problem that actually happens when you have like premarital uh, sex and things like that, you actually have a spiritual mingling that it's not just physical, it's spiritual that happens. And then they can be, we talked about that in the soul ties one. And then you can have that soul tie that needs to be broken through forgiveness in front of the Lord, forgiving that person and ask the Lord to handle that. So it's a wrong covenant in that sense. It's, it's a wrong type of covenant and it needs to be prayed over and, and fixed um, repented for in that way and, and forgiven. And so I do think that you have different levels of, of covenant relationships that God has ordained. And uh, Caroline's over here going, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was so cute. <laughs> you have different uh, levels of that relationship. So like my relationship with Nicole it's going to be totally different than my relationship with you yeah. and, and with Marky and with Buddy and with anybody else in the church because we become one flesh. And uh, so, yeah, that's a different level of it. But what are you going to see? Am I willing to give unconditionally whatever God says to her the same way that I'm willing to give to y'all? Yes. Will there be a priority? There will be a priority. She'll get that as my wife because the two have become one flesh. Um, many ministers mess up because they give unconditionally to the church mm-hmm. uh, instead of giving to their spouse and their family in that way. And it's 
what they and many times what we do is we like put it on a balance scale and we're like, well, I can only do one or the other. Yeah. You can actually do both through the grace of God. Yeah. But if you're trying to do it on your own power, you probably can only do one and probably not do it very well. So when we learn to draw on the grace of God, we can actually do all everything that we need to do. What would be the difference then um, between, and maybe there is no difference, between covenant and partnership? It's like, for example, I view Brother Tracy in a covenant way as well. George and I have made the decision to be partners with their ministry, and we feel that way toward him. But we do not have, nor should we at this point, have the relationship that you do with Brother Tracy because it's different. And so I... or even Brother Copeland. Brother Copeland has no idea who I am, but we're we're partners with his ministry as well. Right. So is there a difference between partnership and covenant? Um, sort of. They definitely go hand in hand. A partner is a partaker of those things. So God's made us a partner with his divine nature in 2 Peter 1, 4. So he's made us a partaker of his divine nature. Uh, that's a partner with it. In other words, I get to utilize it. I get, as you, you're you a partner with Brother Tracy and Brother Copeland, you, know, you get to partake of the grace that's on his life because you've chosen to partner in that way. Now, you have a difference. For example, if you go into 2 Corinthians 9 and you look at verse 6 through 10 where it talks about giving cheerfully and not sparingly and aboundingly and all of that. One of the things that it says there is that you purpose in your heart. So I can have, for example, I can be sitting in the middle of service and the Lord speak to me and say, go give Mm -hmm. $1,000 to this. Um, Or I can be sitting in the middle of the service and I can decide on my own, I'm purposing in my heart to give $1,000. Two different types of offerings, both can be of God, but one, I made a choice to do that, Mm -hmm. and that's how it is in partnership. Sometimes the Lord has ordained those moments and ordained those, so I would say with like Brother Tracy and me, sure, I purposed in my heart, but that was a God-ordained covenant fellowship. Yeah. David and uh, uh, Jonathan, I think that's, that's one of those. I think you see that same type of relationship with Elijah and Elisha, I think. You saw a God-ordained covenant fellowship union in those moments. Um, And that's something that God wrote. Well, he can also prompt us in our heart to purpose in our heart to become a partner or or to enter into covenant with that. So one thing I will say is I treat partnership like covenant. Mm -hmm. So Nicole and I today, we didn't always do this, but especially today, I'm not going to partner with somebody unless I can see myself partnering with them for the rest of life. Yeah. Right? Because I consider that uh, proper if it's a covenant in that way and a covenant partnership. So I think they definitely go hand in hand. But then you have God-ordained fellowships. That's God-ordained covenant relationship, covenant fellowship. And those are special. Those are things you pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll see the beginning of that when you start having, um, I can tell that the Lord wants to do that myself as a pastor when I start getting things for people. I'll be sitting there and all of a sudden I'll see stuff. I'll see things. And I can tell the Lord wants 
some type of partnership and covenant fellowship in there because otherwise part of it is why is he telling me that now that doesn't mean if i you know everything i think about but there's a there's a um a leading on it there's a sense on it i'm like this is more than you just having me pray for somebody there's a connection here that's supposed to be that way yeah you know so like with marky um you know we've talked about this before but we met you know years ago and and all of a sudden I told Nicole had never met you. She had never met you. You and I had met two or three times. When I would see you, I would sense God's leading for for us to pray for you. And I went home one time and I said, there's an evangelist. His daughter's there. I told her your name. And I said, I just... I just feel led to pray. I think we need to pray for her, lift her up in the Holy Ghost, having no idea what was in the future. We didn't know that. But I could tell by what he was doing, it was different. It was a covenant fellowship. You know, What was the most interesting thing to me was, here's Nicole. I'm telling her about this young lady that she's never met. She has no reason to sense this or feel that. She, never, she didn't even know what you look like, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm telling her about you. She says, I sense that. I sense that we need to be praying for her. How, like, that doesn't yeah. even make good sense unless God was in it in that way. And, of course, you didn't know that for a while, but we had been praying for you for years before you ever came here. We had been praying for you and lifting you up. And, yeah. then, and then I think I showed her your Instagram account. I said, here's who I was talking about. She's like, yeah, I sense it. We're supposed to pray for her. That's that's something special that yeah. the Lord has done. You know, we experienced a very similar. You were up in Maine before you ever came here, and the Lord was giving me like insight into your life, yeah. and and here's how to think about this, and here's what direction to go in this way, and all of this, and and like I couldn't have known those things. That no. was covenant fellowship. So the Lord opens up those things, and uh, it was the same thing, buddy, sitting over here. Same thing. When he and I actually uh, talked on the phone, he's and his. And, well, come here real quick. And uh, I, yeah, just just here, just talk right here. <laughs> Sit right here. And his mic. So just Hi, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this to you. So just gotta get, <laughs> gotta get un- But I want them to hear from you. So just tell them. Tell them what you sensed when we talked on the phone. Yeah, well, um, well, honestly, it was kind of funny because the first time that I reached out to you, I think you were overseas. And, uh, That's right. And yeah. you said I'd reach out to you when, when you got back. And so we talked on the phone, and this was the first time we ever talked. But we, Hi, Serena. <laughs> um, when we talked on the phone, we talked for, like, what, an hour and a half? Talked for yeah. a while. And you were basically just like, you, like I was just bringing up like our situation where we were, what the Lord was doing, and you started like bringing up very unrelated things in my mind, um, but they were all very. Uh, um, I guess the best way to say it is they were very, even though they seemed unrelated, they were very direct towards me. And being someone who never know, who's never met me before, you begin to what you look like. Yeah, yeah, you you begin to just point things out that. I never, I never seen before that I never recognized before about myself. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, and I'm there taking notes in my car. <laughs> like, like this is all good. I still have the notes like at my house. But like, it was just really interesting how all of these things just started flowing out of you that yeah. were very important for me in particular during that season. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, that was really cool. And so when we came down, like, and I, we actually met, um, like, I, the, the only way I can describe it, because I, I felt a connection. Like, I, I didn't really understand Covenant, but it was a connection that I never felt except whenever I first met Serena. Yeah. And that's when, whenever not I... Not the same, but yeah, not the same. Yeah, 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 it was very similar um, of when I met Serena. Because when I met Serena, it wasn't just a, oh, wow, she's the prettiest girl I've ever seen, because she, she is. But, you know, I it was different. I recognized that she was different even before I met her. And whenever I came, I, I she, she is, recognized... She is different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I but I recognized a very similar feeling and uh She's and, awesome. Yeah. I recognized something that that something very similar whenever I, I was meeting with you, like this was Covenant. Yeah. And I didn't recognize that until long <laughs> after we actually moved here that it was Covenant. But uh yeah. Yeah, amen. That thank you. Well, and one of the things that will you no, thank you. Um, one of the things that I think is important, so, I mean, with everybody that's kind of sitting here, we all had that same sense, and I had that sense as well. I think I, you may have even asked me, because I think I told you about the phone call, and um, you said, well, because you, you'll ask me this quite often, do you think they're supposed to be here at Boomerang? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, probably so. We'll see if he figures that out, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that was our conversation. You know, we'll see if they figure that out or not. And let's be, I ask you that because I've now seen it take yes. place. Like I walking through what we went through. I, that's how I learned what covenant was and how a pastoral heart really starts to happen. And I started watching how many people are really supposed to be called here and called yeah. to have you and Pastor Nicole as their shepherds, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't hear it's it or they didn't a know lot. it. Yeah. And so with in moments like that, like with Marky and with Buddy in particular, when you start talking about them in a certain way, I've learned that's different. Like that's not yeah. just, oh, they might come to the church. No, if you start talking about them that way, there's yeah. typically something to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and a pastor has to watch because um, a pastor has to watch it because they can sense <laughs> that stuff and they can get bitter because people miss it. And they can also get into the soul and into the fleshly side of that thinking everybody's supposed to come to me. Yeah. You know? And that's not true. That's not. But I had to put that temptation yeah. down as well. But um, one of the things. So the Lord will open up those opportunities quite often. It's do we recognize it? I mean, here's another important point about that. Now, you think about that, a, a covenant fellowship. This, I think, is a major, major point. So you remember when I tell the story, um, I get invited to go to a meeting. It's at the last minute. I'm like, no, they waited till the last minute. I don't have time to change my whole schedule around. The Lord speaks to me and says, you're getting this invitation because you were under an anointing. Yeah. Are you going to honor the anointing yeah. that you were in that got you this invitation? And he said, and I went, I knew right then there was only one answer to this question, yeah. right? But now think about this. If a covenant fellowship is authored by God in an anointing, 
Who are we to break that anointing because we had a disagreement? Yep. You see, are we going to honor the anointing that established that covenant fellowship? That's something that's very important for us to see and to understand. And how many people, because they don't understand covenant and they don't understand what's really going on in the spirit, they'll burn a bridge because yeah. I didn't like how you talked about tongues or I didn't like how you did this or you know, you're, you're asking me to do too much. You know, No, I'm not asking you to do too much. I'm asking you to trust God, yeah. not do it on your own. You've been doing it on your own. You've been worn out. You've been worn down because you've been trying to carry it all yourself instead of letting the grace of God flow through you. Yeah. My job is to teach you how to do that, but you've got to uh, yield to what the Lord's teaching you in yeah. that word and stop stop being molded into uh, conforming into the world's way of thinking and start transforming your mind in that way. So they may disagree with something, and then all of a sudden they let that disagreement start unraveling that covenant yeah. that was in an anointing of God. That happened. Mm-hmm. So think about this. If that what I just said is true, which it's true, I've seen it so many times. Think about this is how many things are now missed because people are not in the fellowship, the covenant fellowships tons. that they're supposed to. How many destinies are missed because of that? Tons. Tons and tons and tons. Well, what if we clean that up? Yep. What if we get good at it? Yep. You know, what if what if instead of missing it and being out of place and out of fellowship, we recognize those silly little attempts to break covenant and we get good at it as yeah. a body and as a people. And all of a sudden, we're now in the place where we can receive impartation yeah. and receive our destiny empowered by the grace of God. Yeah. What happens then? So. Well, when I moved here, um, and I'm not going to go into all of it, but when before I moved here, actually, you and Pastor Nicole had sent me a book for my birthday. Um, I, I moved weeks later. And... It was already planned on me moving. And that book was In the Footsteps of a Prophet by uh, yeah. Jerry Savelle. Yeah. And Pastor, it's one of my favorite things I've ever been given. And Pastor wrote on the first page just about how important that book was, that it was vital. Uh, for, it was one that was vital and important to him as a minister. So Pastor already knew that there was something different in our relationship that was probably more of a covenant-type yeah, could be a covenant type relationship. I didn't. I had no clue what that meant. <laughs> but I moved here on the word of God. I moved here out of obedience. And when I moved here, I had plenty of people trying to pressure me out of being here. I just fear and logic and different things. But praise God, I started reading that book like immediately when I moved here. And it didn't take me long. But as I was reading through it, what it is, is Dr. Jerry, um, or Brother Jerry is talking about his relationship with Brother Copeland and how he came to know him, how he started, you know, submitting to him and partnering with him, how the Lord started opening things up. And I'm reading in this book and the Lord speaks to me. One of the first times I remember him clearly talking to me and he told me, Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole are your covenant man and woman of God. Like he told me specifically, you are to be in covenant with them. And I didn't even really have a full understanding of what that meant. But I remember telling you. He said you are to be in covenant with them? Mm-hmm. 
Well, and so yeah. he he told me that, and I reached out to y'all about that, and I, you gave me wise pastor things at that moment. But the wise pastor things, I could come up with what they were if I if I took the time. But the w, heart of WPT put that wise in the comments. Pastor wise pastor things, <laughs> wise pastoral things. But the thing that that made that so important for me is because the more I recognized in that moment, I realized I don't know what this means, but I know it means that it's a a different sort of relationship that I have with them than I do yeah. with anybody else at that point. I wasn't married. And we walked through some really not fun things for me, like things I needed to grow through and fix and clean up and some fun personal stuff. It's like just it was just you. Nobody else has ever done no that. No one else. It's just yeah, me. Yeah, just you. But as we were going through, like <laughs> all these fears would come up of if pastors know this about me, what'll happen? Will they leave? I have to be perfect all the time. And it's a great point. All these fears came up, but because I knew it was different, I allowed myself slower than I would now, but I allowed myself to slowly give myself to our relationship and allow you to know me, allow you to help me. And what I saw time and time again is you never left. You never left. You never dropped me. And I realized there, this relationship, if I honor it and I continue to do what I'm called to do, they're going to up, you guys are going to uphold your end by the grace of God. I'll yeah. uphold my end by the grace of God. And neither of us are going to leave. Yeah. And so in those moments when pressure would come on my flesh of, we'll just cut and run, go, if this is too hard, you, you have, you can't make it anymore. It was that covenant relationship of no, I can endure because I have something that's supernatural. And that relationship really helped teach me what that looked like between myself and let me, God. Let me ask you a question that really applies to everybody. Were there times where it seemed too hard? Yes. Has it been too hard? No. Right. Now, you know that now, and you're confident in that. You even had, a few weeks ago, you had some other questions about that. Like, sure. this seems too hard. But yet, as you go through, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's the valley of the shadow of death, yeah. but not actual death for you. Yeah. But it's the shadow of it. It's it's close by. You sense it. It doesn't feel good. And yet you're going through. Yeah. And that's just it. And that's the way. So, And that's where we draw on the grace of God, even in our covenant fellowships, even when it's not any other way. Kevin had a great question. He said, so what do the rest of us do that don't have this remarkable moment of knowing? And, um, well, here's the first thing. Like, Kevin, if you hear all of these stories, you'll hear that no, no, none of them knew that. Nobody knew even what covenant was at that moment. Mm-hmm. So, but here's, like, for example, Kevin, for you, we are in covenant. And when did that start? When I met you in that driving, you driving me in that van. And then you had a covenant word from the Lord when he said, you're not going there. Yep. You're going to Albemarle. That was a covenant word. You're in covenant. And so what you do when you don't know and don't have that great word is you start seeking after covenant anyway because it's a way of God. Yeah. And the revelation will hit you. Oh, that's what has happened. That's yeah. why pastor will have these words for me that will shine the light right where I'm at, like what Buddy said. That's why I feel this way. That's why I feel planted in that way. This is what 
the devil is trying to break. He's trying to break up covenant. Yeah, he's trying yeah. to break up because he knows if he breaks up covenant, he breaks momentum. That's yeah. what he's after. He doesn't want us to get going with the strength. And so if you don't feel like you had this divine moment yet, you act like you're in covenant. You do it by faith, yeah. and all of a sudden, it'll come about. Amen, Ashley. She says, I'm in covenant. Yes. Well, it's like covenant's a choice. Like yeah. you, you choose covenant. And so while you yeah. were talking, what came up to me was Elijah and Elisha. You know, the potential of covenant was there for all of the other prophets. Like, they yeah. could have pursued Elijah in that same they way. They knew he was leaving that day. But the one followed him. One chose to chose. seek after him. Yep, And that's so right. a covenant chooses. It's like yeah. our relationship is, like, I praise God for it. Yours and mine and George's yeah. and Pastor Nicole's. It's a beautiful thing. But it's not just... You guys pouring into us, George and I have had to choose. Yeah. We will pursue fellowship, we'll pursue honor, we'll pursue yeah. we'll pursue that covenant in that way. It's a choice. And there have been moments where we've done it well. There have been moments where we've been lax and we've realized something's off and we need to go back to choosing yeah. to pursue that relationship. Sure. And one of the questions is, can God, will God give us covenant outside of like our, our blood family? Yes. I mean, look at Abraham. He says, go to a land that I'll show you. He left his family in that way. Uh, you look at Elijah and Elisha. You already said that. You know, here's here's Elijah out in the field with his dad yeah. working in the middle of work. Yeah. In the middle of the day, here comes this crazy prophet guy and throws his mantle on him. And, and he drops what he's doing never to go back yeah. in that way. There was a covenant there that was that was laid out. There's other examples of it. But the issue is that this is a way that God uses. This is a system that God has to impart to us so that we can fulfill our destiny. Uh, it's not something that you should just form with anybody. Yeah. But this is why, like, for example, when you came marking, um, when you came here, I did the same thing with you, same thing with Buddy, uh, but yours was very specific and very, you could see it very clearly, is... We knew years before that we were probably supposed to have a covenant fellowship with you. We didn't force that. We didn't even really, you didn't know what we thought about it till you had already made your decision, mm -hmm. right? We didn't give you an answer. We didn't tell you our side of it until you had already made your decision with resolve yeah. to come and be a part here. Yeah. The reason is because covenant's a choice, it shouldn't be forced. And we didn't want we knew that you looked to our opinion already yep. and our leading already. And we didn't want that to logically be influence you in any way at all. We wanted you to make sure that you had heard it from God, that it was written on your heart yeah. without any influence from us or anybody. Yeah. Even and it I would tell like Barrett and George, like, don't tell her what you think. Don't tell her what you think. Like, let that be. And then afterwards I told you, after you had multiple witnesses to come, you knew on your heart that's what God wrote on down, right? You then I told you. Okay, well, let me tell you the other witnesses. You know, mm -hmm. first of all, Nicole and I, I believe this. Barrett and George think this. This person over here thinks this. This person over here. And I gave you all these other witnesses. And you might have been going like, God, I wish you would have told me that two weeks ago when I was trying to make up my mind. That would have helped. Yeah, I know. I get that. But it also would have influenced you. And you wouldn't have known that you know that you know that you know that this was God. And yeah. you could have said, well, they... 
They pressured me. They did all that. So we yeah. waited till afterwards so that you have your own resolve on yeah. that. So you're making your own covenant choice. It's not influence. Yeah. And that's important yeah. for a leader to see that and understand that. Yeah. I, I, like for me, I really, um, I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been listening. It's just, it's funny because like um, we're reading a Kenneth Hagin book on how, how the book, how you can be led by the spirit of God. And we're taking a class on divine guidance. And your spirit knows things that your head doesn't know. Like your spirit is in constant communion with the Holy Spirit, so it yeah. knows things, and sometimes we're not quite. Uh, it, we don't have it here. We yet. don't have it here. Yeah, yeah. and um, like I had never heard of anything like this until coming here and learning about it. Um, it for me, what it what I sensed was when I first met you. I just I remember you saying that you you asked me a question, and you said that you're going to be praying for me, and. I just, I knew that you would. Like, I knew, <laughs> I, I was, I just walked away from the situation of meeting you, and I was just like, I know he's actually going to be praying for me. I know he actually cares about me. I don't even know who this person is. Yeah. And then he, there's just a kindness. Like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on it. I was just like, he's different. Like, he's like, and I hadn't met Pastor Nicole yet. I had only yeah. met you for years. I'd see you, and I was just like, "You're, you're just different. You're, you're. There's a kindness that I can't put my finger on that I've never really seen before. And for me, that's what it was like when I would see you. Is I was like, he, he's just different. There's something special about him. And then I remember when I uh, was on my way to visit here, and like that, the days leading up to it, like my spirit was just like so just alive and loud and bubbling <laughs> like I I couldn't even sleep like I could I was just I remember you sent me a, a video of you preaching God's normal in the Philippines and I remember like in the middle of the night just listening to you preaching and like just being so excited I was just like I, I just it felt like my spirit was just like churning like just turning like I was just so excited but I had absolutely no idea why. <laughs> like I, yeah. in my head, I'm like, I don't, I don't under, I don't know what's happening. I don't understand this or anything. But um, what's cool to me, it was my spirit knew that I should be here while my head didn't even know. Yeah. And I think that's what's happened to me even recently is like stronger and stronger connection with Boomerang, with the people here, with you guys, and it's. It's definitely for me coming from my spirit and not my head, which was why today, like I was wanting to learn more about covenant is because it's like, I know, I know what's happening in my spirit, but it, it just hasn't been something that's been super clear to my head. If that yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But it, yeah. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> well, there's, you know, that's the anointing, and the anointing causes mm -hmm. you to know things that you don't necessarily logically understand. Yeah. So you had an understanding of that before you had an understanding in your head. Yeah. That's part of the anointing. Like, I don't understand this. I just know in my spirit it's right. Now, of course, we can also have, uh, for example, we can have fleshly feelings and soulish thoughts in our mind that come from the flesh, 
that also give us feeling. So you don't just move by feeling, but yeah. you can look back and discern. That was the anointing showing you those yeah. things. One of the things I think is very important for us to look at is you look at the testimonies of people. You know, I could I could call each one of them back up here. Uh, if I called Buddy up here and I could say, were there times where you thought you would tell us stuff and we would break covenant with you? Yes. Were there times? Yes. But did you find that that's what we did? Never. No. Same thing with Buddy. Did you find that that's what we did, even though, you know, you were telling me stuff that, you know, a lot of people would burn bridges over, you know, in that way with everybody. And when you find somebody who has the consistent fruit of keeping connections instead of burning bridges, yeah. and you find somebody that has the, the biblical fruit in their life, you know, ongoing fellowship with the Father, um, winning souls, making disciples, supernatural power, supernatural revelation, fruit of the Spirit, character, and that person has the fruit of God in their life, and it's ongoing and it's consistent. These are the kind of people that you can follow. These are the kind of people that you can connect with yeah. and be in covenant with. Those are the kind of people God wants you to be in covenant with, and we just have to make a choice in that. Now, And, and we're not the only one. I mean, there's yeah. other people out there as well, and we may have people that are watching that are not from Boomerang. Look for those people in your life that are carrying the fruit of God, that have consistency uh, for years. You know, look for look for people that have consistency for years. Yeah. And um, that's what we need to do. <laughs> we, we lost We lost Marky. <laughs> She'll be back. <laughs> Drank too much water. <laughs> I love that. I wonder what Buddy was doing when he stood up at the camera. I know. I was like, what's going on? Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I have, I have more questions. So if there's, that may change the direction of this. Yeah. So if, it, if it's wrong, just tell me and I'll stop. Um, what would be the difference between, I was thinking about this last night, between a covenant and a soul tie that's incorrect? So, like, I was thinking on a really... It's kind of like an unhealthy covenant. So when... Yeah. here Here's the trajectory of where I went. I was thinking on a relationship that I'd had with someone, um, and I thought that it was supposed to be a covenant one. I was wrong. We've talked about this before. Um, you would actually caution me toward it, and okay, I didn't... Okay, so, and I think I know which one you're talking about. Yep. But let me just tell you, that was even before you were here, right? Um no, it was after you were here. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking there was one before, the one before. You, the one before you were even here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know what you're talking about, but I think um, I know where you are too. <laughs> yeah. So you weren't even here yet, and I didn't even know the guy that you were dating or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just knew it was not God. Mm-hmm. It was not God. You weren't even here yet. You weren't yes. even in the church yet. But I knew it. I knew it by the Holy Ghost that yeah. it was not God. And at that moment, you thought that it was right mm-hmm. for, for a little bit. And then you found out this isn't right. And I knew that the whole time. That's yeah. part of the power of covenant. So, yeah. okay, go ahead with yours. Well, the one that I'm talking with was after we'd been here and you had cautioned me about getting close with uh, yeah. with that person. And I did not fully heed what you were talking to me about. And in my heart at that point in time, I truly thought that that was a covenant relationship being established 
very much like you and sure. Pastor Nicole. So I gave myself to it wholeheartedly. Yeah. And when it did- And I saw that happening, and I said, you need to be smart about this and be wise about this. And the reason was because I knew that covenant was not a revelation to them, mm-hmm. that there was potential to burn bridges. Time would tell whether that would be the case or not. And, you know, you can be a covenant person that attaches yourself to a non-covenant person, and that can do a lot of damage. And so I saw that, and you thought it was godly to give yourself wholeheartedly in that way and didn't, didn't fully heed yeah. th- that, didn't understand why to, and probably, um, so. Well, I had thought that different things happening here eradicated that word, and I was incorrect. I didn't, I didn't do a good job in fo- yeah. fo- following up in conversation. But the, the gist of where my question is going is in that moment, like let's say that you've done it incorrectly, and you've given yourself to that relationship, and it's wrong, and it hurts. But like for, for me, I made that choice of being in covenant. Right. So when, when it didn't pan out, it it did i it, it did hurt. cause damage to yeah. me so what's a good way like for people who have been in relationships that are incorrect or they've been covenant minded but the other people haven't how do you step out of that do you continue to be covenant and hope that they would return and it would be restored or well okay so a couple of things we'll talk about how to deal with that exact situation but the first thing that you want to examine is would you rather be a covenant person that gets hurt every now and then or somebody who's untrusting of anybody? I disliked this question so much when yeah. you asked it to me. <laughs> so much. This is one of the ones I like the least in my flesh. <laughs> Welcome back, Marky. Hi. You I went feel, on a little trip. You feel relieved? I do feel <laughs> relieved. Good. <laughs> wow. We told everybody you drank too much water, so we're good. Uh, so... Um, we, you know, <laughs> uh, well, and to clarify what I just said, yeah. it was because I was untrusting in that moment, and when what sure. you and Pastor Nicole were asking me to do <laughs> felt like putting myself yeah. back on the railroad tracks and getting run over by a train. And well, I was like, I don't people do that. <laughs> when they get hurt by people, they become untrusting and they'll close down, um, and then they blame the people. Sure. But the issue is. And you have to think about Think this all the way through to the end. Would you rather live your life untrusting and never have any fellowship or any relationship, or especially in this case, any covenant, because you didn't trust? That would be a miserable life, and a lot of people live that life. A lot of people live that life. Yeah. Or, and see, here's the problem. The reason why they would choose that instead of choosing to trust people because they could get hurt, is they, they, there's two things that they don't trust God for. They don't trust God to show them what to do and who to have fellowship with and who not to. And if they did get hurt, they really don't trust that they can be restored from that. They don't trust in his provision. Mm-hmm. And so because they really don't trust God on these two issues, they take matters into their own hands and say, I'm just not going to have any relationship. Yeah. And they don't realize, but they're setting themselves up for a very hard road of loneliness and bitterness. And I'd rather be the person who trusts people and gets burned every now and then because I know God will God will help me. 
God will provide what they are not providing. God will provide the healing if they hurt my heart. You know, God will provide all of that. I'd much rather have a great time for a little bit and then somebody go off and hurt me but still have relationships in the meantime and get healed by God than I would to never have relationships and never have the companionship of people. Yeah. Like that's much worse. But people don't follow that logic all the way out. And the real issue is they don't trust God. What I've found is just like that situation, the more I grow in maturity, the more the Lord will show me how much of myself to give so that I'm not being stepped on and trampled on all the time. He'll show me when to give it, who to give it to, when to draw it back. Yeah. So at that moment, the Lord had already shown me to draw that back some for me, and I was giving you that advice. Oh, had you had more maturity, more experience, you, you definitely would listen now, yep. right? You definitely would listen at this point. You didn't know that then. Okay, so you messed up. All right, well, let's just learn from that and do it better, yeah. right? And uh, so if you find yourself, that's a great, great thing to pay attention to. Um, it doesn't mean that you open yourself up to everybody, but I trust the Lord to show me. See, at that moment, the Lord had shown me some stuff. Yeah. And as because you're in covenant the Lord told me to tell you yeah. that stuff, even though you hadn't seen it directly. So he's He's passing on the impartation yeah. that was there for you to protect you. And so the better way is not don't try to protect yourself, but receive the protection from God yeah. and trust that he'll show you those things and teach you those things. But if you've gone to the place where now you're hurt and now you're damaged, you went into a relationship with somebody and, and you're got a soul tie or whatever it is, the first thing to do is hit your knees. And Lord, oh, I miss this. I, I, I miss this, and I, I you know, took a source from somebody that I should not have taken from. Yeah. I, I made them my source instead of you my source, and now I feel that. And um, if I have lack still in my life, I ask for your forgiveness. Yeah. It says in 1 John 1 uh, that he is faithful and just to forgive us of all transgressions. So with that forgiveness as well is the release of any condemnation. If I still carry condemnation past my repentance, then I haven't received my forgiveness properly. Yeah. I should, If I truly receive forgiveness, then I should not carry condemnation past that moment of forgiveness. Because if I'm forgiven, there's no damnation. There's no judgment yeah. if I'm truly forgiven. So that's why Paul says in Romans 7, and you know, who will help me? He says, I know Jesus will help me. Therefore, Romans 8, 1, therefore, there is now no condemnation yeah. for those who walk after the Spirit, not after the flesh. So in the King James, it says that. So we see that that context. If we'll walk by the Spirit, there's no condemnation. Part of walking by the Spirit is truly receiving forgiveness for something when I've truly changed my heart to repent. Yeah. I was doing this not the right way, not exact. I repent, I change my heart, I'll never do that again. There's an instant forgiveness for that and release of condemnation. That's what Paul's saying. Praise God. Yeah. He's the one that will not allow me to keep feeling this way of condemnation anymore. And I can move into my freedom and everything that was there that was holding me back and that hurt, I can receive freedom from it yeah. and have that that pain broken off my life right now. Yeah, I think for me, well, I don't think, I know for me, one of the biggest opportunities I've had with that still, like it's still something that I'm purposing to overcome and do better with. But after that situation in particular, 
I I did not trust my ability to properly discern people. Um, And so I pulled back so much that it was fine. I I won't be hurt again. So I'm not going to miss out on relationships. I'll just only have the one that God told me that I could have. So in my brain, basically, it was fine, no problem. I'll have the rights. Yeah, now and, now you're protecting yourself. Sure. And you become your own source. And that's never going to work out well. And that, that was yeah. one of the biggest things I, in doing covenant incorrectly, because what I realized in having a correct covenant, like yeah. with George, my husband, and with pastors and the family, I realized that so much of my life had been desiring covenant that I was uh, incorrectly giving covenant to people that God never ordained it great to. Great revelation. Yeah. All through growing up, all through college, all through after college, like even in getting here, I would give myself to people and they would leave or it, the relationship would die or it would just go horrible. And I didn't understand it and yeah. until God gave it correctly to me. And I thought, that's what my heart's been longing for, has been a covenant connection. But in the meantime, after this one that we've been talking about in particular, when it went south and it didn't go well, I needed to be willing to allow the Lord to bring more covenant people to me. Because you and Pastor Nicole and my husband, you're not, and the family, that's not where it stops. Like, it's it's not, it's everybody, but the Lord has more, more to do than just. Yeah, and during that period of time, people could look at you and say, like, she's so guarded and, they and things like that. And then they did, and they were right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they don't know what you went through. They don't know those pieces. And, okay, but that's what covenant does, too, is it overlooks some of that. Okay, maybe there's a reason for that, mm-hmm. and maybe there's more going on than what I know. So I'm not just going to burn a bridge or not have a friendship because she's guarded. Sure. Right? That's what covenant does, too. I'm not going to do that. Um, that's silly. If that was the case, we'd have no... F- no friendships whatsoever, because everybody's got everybody's got issues <laughs> you know, that they're working on in some way, some form or fashion, well, whether they know it or not. Well, even uh, with Marky, and I don't know if Marky and I have ever had this conversation, so it's about to be public. Um, but like Marky moving here opened up that potential for: Do I give myself to her in that way, yeah. or do I guard myself from her in that way? Because we had no guarantee that Marky was going to stay. We had no yeah. real guarantee that the crab trees were going to stay either. I mean, they moved, yeah. but they that could move yeah. again. Yeah. And so in that moment, particularly with Marky, she's here. She's deciding what to do. She's like, you're coming to me like to for advice and for different things and, you know, friendship and whatnot. And I'm de- it was right on the heels of that relationship. Well, the bad one. Well, and like when I came here, it was very much before I even came here. Pastor was like, "You should talk to Barrett." Mm-hmm. And so when I came here, it was like Pastor, Pastor Nicole, and Barrett, and you were very much highlighted to me. Yeah, you were very much put on the spot. And it wasn't like, "Oh yeah, there's Barrett." I, you know, sometimes I talked to her. It was very. You were a prominent. I was yeah. talking to you before I even came here. So yeah. you, the Lord was definitely like highlighting <laughs> you to yeah. me. So I was going to you a lot. Well, and I had to decide in that moment, what am I going to do with her? Like, what am I going to keep Marky at an arm's length? Am I going to keep Marky at an arm's length until yeah. she decides to come? Like, at what point? And I had to, in that moment, I remember concretely making the decision of no matter how uncomfortable this feels for me, no matter 
because there are so many other things happening at that time too. <laughs> but no matter how off I feel, this could impact your destiny. You had asked yeah. me years ago with George, do you care about George enough that no matter what happens in your relationship, you're not going to impact whether he's planted in the house? The, paraphrasing. The same sort of thing came up to Marky. Are you willing to give herself, give myself to you in that way so that way it doesn't ruin her destiny? And I yeah. had to make that choice which put her in a position of power, really, of she could then hurt me if she were to, like, it could then create that situation. And I had to say, no, I will give myself to you in that way for as long as you'll take me, yeah. you've got me. Well, and we don't need to move by fear if the Lord's leading us to do that. Yeah. So just because that potential is there and the fear is trying to rear its ugly, tempting head— doesn't mean we move based off fear. No, we move by the leading of the Holy Ghost, and he led you. Oh, and there's a flip side to it. Like, with great potential for yes. her to hurt whatever, there's also That's great potential right. for love to come in as yes. well and for that fellowship and intimacy yeah. To be there, and that's what's come of it. Yeah. But it came by me saying, I refuse to allow a former hurt yeah. to detract away of something that God is in. That's right, yeah. Well, and now let me ask you another question, too, because I think that this is very important. It's funny, George is apparently <laughs> a little bit behind. He, he, he's not watching us live. <laughs> Because he's still talking about that relationship you had before you came here. And he said, that sure wasn't from God sure for you wasn't. to date him. Sure wasn't. <laughs> so, all right. Last point, And if you have any questions, put them up quickly because we're about to finish and wrap up. But when you, I made that statement about be wise here with this relationship. And you didn't. Because you didn't know. You didn't see. And that's just a part of growing and seeing that, when that relationship went south, were, did that tempt you to break other covenants? And did you find yourself in the place? Now, and I can answer, I can answer part of this that you might not even know. Sure. But did it put you in a position where it could have hurt your other relationships? Yes. Yes. Without question. And so that's why we need to be mindful that we pay attention to the Holy Spirit and we're not moved by feelings and what people think and what you know people want us to do. Yeah. Lord, what are you telling me to do? And I'm going to do what you tell me. You're the Lord of my life. You're the director of my life. I don't just enter into these things flippantly because when that relationship that we had actually warned you about went south, Yeah. All of a sudden, truthfully, it could have caused you to disconnect from where you actually did have proper covenant there because it could have it could have said, Well, I'm not letting anybody hurt me again, yeah. including Pastor Brian and Nicole and Boomerang and everything else. Yeah. Well, I, I paused when you started asking the question because I think it actually was causing damage to our relationship well before it went south. Agreed. Like that's something yeah. that the Lord and I recently were talking about of yeah. I th without me even knowing, I think at different at different points in time, I know that I was putting them at different moments higher or at yep. least on the same level and it yep. was never to be there. And so that it yeah. So then your influence, so now watch this. You have a person that you're actually in proper godly covenant fellowship with, cares for you, loves you, gives you a word that's right. Mm -hmm. 
You don't listen to that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, this other relationship, it's like almost trying to become a higher priority and actually cause rebellion to the right relationship through some of that because of what's there. And then that gets broken because somebody did something wrong, but you still have the lingering results of that little bit of rebellion towards that, which makes it easy for people to break actual good godly covenant fellowships in that way. So we have to be mindful of who we give covenant to and not just jump into it. We need to hear from the Lord, and then we need to hear the Lord direct us, not something we have to fear. He'll give us what we need when we need it, but don't play games with it. It's not a game. It's it's fun. It can be awesome, but it's not a game. There's leading that's involved and results. There's cause and effect that comes from that. And it's very important. Well, and so. had I asked proper questions, the whole it, I wasn't intentionally ignoring your cautioning. Mm-hmm. What had happened is... No, I never, I didn't feel like that. Well, and, and just for clarity, yeah. so that way y'all know too, Pastor had cautioned our relationship, so I, I did that for a few months. And then yeah. things happened here, and it appeared, appearances, what I could see is it looked like you and Pastor Nicole were also getting close with them. So logic in my brain went, okay, pastors, it's safe for them, so it's safe for me. It's okay for them, so they must be safe, so I'm not going to be as guarded anymore. And I didn't ask the question. I went off of what my brain logicked out, yeah. and that's that's what happened. I didn't ask, and I should have asked, and I didn't. Oh, we have that statement: ask, ask a lot, and ask often. You ask know, early. Ask early. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, we need to ask more, and that that's what people are there for and put into our lives to help us with. And what you saw was the surface of it. You didn't see it appeared to be that way, but it wasn't mm-hmm. fully. I had no idea of all the behind-the-scenes stuff. No, you you didn't, and it was us helping to try and minister in that way. So that's there's a lot more generally that's going on than what people know, and that's why you want somebody that has revelation and has uh, spiritual leading in those situations and has an anointing to help get that you know into you. Yeah, has an anointing to help oversee those things. So yeah, Anna has a question. Will you read that, Mark? Yeah, she said. Could you have a ditch of not worrying if people hurt you? Example, not guarding your heart. Or if you're in covenant in a body, does that not apply? Yeah, you could absolutely have a ditch. Some people, they just open themselves up to everybody, and um, that's wrong. It's not, you know, you don't just do that either. No, Mm -hmm. it's at the leading of the Lord. So I think that would fall in very clearly into like 1 Corinthians 13, 3, even if I give my body to be burned. In other words, I just open myself up to every quote-unquote good thing or every quote-unquote covenant relationship but have not love, it profits me nothing. 1 Corinthians 13, 3, it profits me nothing. So obviously you can go into a ditch. You can go too far with that. Give yourself to everybody in like a covenant-type relationship and get burned and literally come out the other side and you have nothing to show for it. You have no profit physically now or eternally. Yeah, That's no profit ever at any time. So, yeah, I think you can definitely do that. I think, and I could be wrong, but one reason she may be asking is because, like 
like you were saying, you had uh, put yourself in covenant with pastors, but then had walls up with the rest of the body. Yeah. And I know recently, like specifically with Boomerang, there's been a shift of family. Yeah. There's been a shift of, of Boomerang's environment of, of having more of a family relationship with each other, not just trusting you, but trusting each other. And I think so many people have a, a like have, their flesh may have fear on like being family in a yeah. body and having that closeness. Yeah. And because you don't know everybody super duper well, but we are all called to yeah. the ministry together. So I guess that comes down to like what you're saying of different levels of covenant or different. Sure. But let, before, you know, before we even kind of jump into that fully is, and, and, and we're about to wrap up, but it's, Think about this. You know, we just kind of made a couple of changes recently to move towards family. Look how fast that's happened. And can you feel the strength that has risen in the body just yeah. in the last couple of months yeah. on that? As soon as we, like, pointed that direction, yeah. man, it's like this, like, family has come alive. And, man, it's been strong. It's strengthened everybody. Yeah. I mean, really strengthened everybody. Speaking of that, tonight is our last night of the Wednesday night service. I am so looking forward to yeah. it. Tonight at 6.30, uh, get here. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, the presence of God has been so powerful, and that family aspect has been awesome. Um, but, yeah, you can, you know, when you do move into a family, the thing about family is the people that you're family with, none of them are perfect, which means they're probably going to miss it. They're probably going to mess something up. And, and so I'm, I already know that, but I know that like that's a risk and that's something that's, that's there. You don't want to open yourself up 100% completely fully to someone that God hasn't told you to do that yep. to. Uh, ultimately, that's going to be the only people that you're generally going to do that to is like God-ordained mentors in your life, yeah. right? That stuff goes up, but it doesn't go side to side. You don't open up all your problems and everything to everybody around you in that way. That's not healthy. It's not what the Bible really teaches. You do take it to a few people you know, that are in your life, but generally they have some kind of authority in your life and over your life in that yeah. way. That's who you bring that to. Um, but one of the things is when we do enter into more familial type settings and covenant type settings, you're going to have more interaction with people who are not perfect. So you're you're obviously going to have some moments that isn't the best. You're going to have people that don't that aren't perfect do imperfect things. Yeah. But we've already weighed that in the balance of that question I asked earlier and said it's worth it. It's worth it. And the Lord will direct you how deep to go into that fellowship. Yeah. So trust his wisdom. Be led by him. Only do what he tells you to do. And, you know, jump in the deep end without giving yourself fully unless he tells you to do it. Yeah. And, you know, it'll be awesome. It'll be great. Amen. So, yeah. Praise God. So have you gotten something out of this today? Was this, did y'all get something out of that? Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes, sir. Well, we just praise God for you, and uh, we're just gonna we're gonna wrap it up pretty quickly here. I'm gonna ask uh, Buddy. I think he's wrapping it up. He might have to plug in, but um, I'm gonna ask him also just to do the uh, offering today. And um, if y'all have any questions or anything, feel free to reach out. Go to whatsright.com. Send us a note, and uh, I just praise God for y'all. 
being in covenant. And I praise God for y'all because we feel like we are in covenant with you. That's part of what we do every day is we want to give yeah. to you. That's who we are. That's what we want to do. It, regardless of if you ever do anything back, that's why we're here. That's what we're doing yeah. is to serve whoever the Lord connects us with. And uh, that's the way it is in Boomerang Church. It's the way it is with What's Right and Lunch Plus. Yeah. We love you. We praise God for the covenant fellowship that he's given to us. And Nicole and I both for you guys as Amen. well. And so we love you very much. And we'll see you tomorrow. Here's Buddy. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we sow this broadcast into you guys. We, this is one of the ways that we just love on people. We love on you. We love on this community. Uh, we love you guys. And what is love? It's a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. So we sow this broadcast into you. And we want to give you an opportunity to uh, sow back in, uh, to sow into this broadcast, to sow into what the Lord's doing, to sow into the word that God is sending out. So if you want to do that, you can go to GiveWW, I put it in the wrong direction, you can go to GiveWW.org and sow into this word. But I'm going to pray real quick over everyone that sows, and I'm going to believe what the word of God says is true. The Bible says when you partner financially with the ministry, you partner you become a partaker of the grace that's on that ministry. That's part of covenant. Whenever I enter into to fellowship in the covenant, I become a partaker of the grace that's on that ministry. So we're going to pray for that grace to be upon everyone that sows today. Amen. Well, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your goodness, your grace. God, right now, we just declare your word is true. That when we give, it'll be given back unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. God, may men pour over into their laps, God. I pray, Lord, that every seed that's sown today, God, your word says that God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, that he shall reap. And so we just declare every seed sown, blessed, 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 in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We love y'all, and we'll see you tomorrow at 1130 for Lunch Plus. Bye, guys.